Hello, everybody. This is Jackie Schwab. Welcome back to the Press Play Lifestyle Inspired Podcast, where we do interviews with interesting, inspiring people like our friend David here to help you find the resources, tools, and support you need to be your best inspired self. Hi, David. Hey, Jackie. Thanks for having me on this morning. You're welcome. You have like a perfect voice for radio. I, I appreciate that. And I'm really glad you didn't say I had a perfect face for radio. So that's, that's what yeah. I'm thankful for. That, yeah, that would, mm, <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I'm just joking. For, I know you're funny. That's good. We don't get, you know, it's nice to have somebody funny on the show. <laughs> to have people out. Um, so I, I, I don't see gym equipment behind you. So I suspect you're, you're not in your normal, like specific places you normally hang out. Is that probably true? I am at home now. That now, as far as gym equipment, I do have some kettlebells on the other side of this room. I'm talking okay, to you okay. from my my bre- my breakfast nook, and I have a line of kettlebells across the wall, kind of over there. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I have a, a little backyard, so even though we are social distancing, and I've been at home for over a week now, I am able to get outside and get a little fitness in. So I feel very thankful for that. Oh, that's amazing! It's super awesome. Well. So David, we haven't even introduced you yet. So why don't you tell the audience like a little bit about yourself sure. and what you do? And then the kettlebell reference will probably make more sense to everybody, right? It sure will. Uh, I, I, at least I hope so by the end of this. So my name is <laughs> David Tao and I am the co-founder and editor at barbend.com. And Barbend is a leading online resource for strength sports and strength training. So what does that mean? It means... Well, if you're really into weightlifting or powerlifting or CrossFit or strongman, or if you're just into lifting weights, you're not necessarily competing in any of those sports, you're not necessarily following any of those specific sports, but you just want to get stronger and you want to make strength training a part of your healthy lifestyle. Well, Barbend is one of the leading resources for that. We have over, or I'd say we get around, call, it'll, it'll depend. I always uh, am careful quoting myself month to month, but we have about 2 million readers a month. Uh, on our site, and then we have a following on social platforms. We're the official media partner of USA Weightlifting. We're also a live streaming partner of the CrossFit Games, so we live streamed the CrossFit Games last year. We're kind of all over in the world of strength, and one thing we've been really focusing on to kind of bring back to the reference I made about the kettlebells over the last few weeks is at-home fitness, because a lot of people who are really into strength training or just thinking of taking it up might not have access to a gym right now. They might be at home, their gym might be closed due to social distancing. So we actually have been producing a lot of content the last couple of weeks on how to stay fit, get fit, stay strong, and strength train at home. So that's kind of what Barben does. We have a website, social media outlets. We have a podcast, the Barben Podcast. And my background is as a, I actually started off as a financial journalist. So I wrote for places like Fortune and Forbes Business Financial Journalism. Um, had always had a passion for strength training and strength sports. So through a series of very fortunate events, was able to eventually turn that into a career. So now I work with a very talented team of videographers, designers, and strength sports journalists. And that's what the Barbend team is. Wow, that's super interesting. It sounds like you took um, a career path that you had, you know, writing, and maybe writing was or wasn't a passion, and then something you really love to do which you were passionate about and mix them up into a big pot of success, which is kind of cool. Well, into a big pot of something. I I hope it's success, (laughs) certainly. That's fair. Uh, But I am very lucky in that I was able to turn the the passion into the day job. You know, I think that's very, you hear that a lot and it becomes kind of cliche to hear, but 
I was fortunate in that the space I was passionate about did have this gap. It didn't, it, it didn't have this need for a high quality professional media outlet, a multimedia outlet. And that's what Barben has been able to provide. We're about four years old. We actually had our four year anniversary, but it was last week during um, the first week of social distancing. We're based in New York. So it, it kind of, I almost kind of forgot about it. I almost forgot about the four year anniversary just because of everything else that was going on and setting up our team to work remote. We're not normally a remote team. Uh, we've been able to adapt pretty well and really thankful for the team uh, to be able to do that. But we actually do have an office with kind of a, an in-office studio gym where we film a lot of content and talk to guests for the podcast. And so while we, what we do is digital media, adapting to working remotely has been a little tricky because we're so used to all being in the same place and so used to having access to that facility to film, to record, et cetera. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting thought because when you when I first heard you did, um, like I'm gonna use what I'm familiar with, which is very little because I'm not a weight training specialist in any way at all. All good, all um, good. But like CrossFit was something I understood. I have a friend that's a CrossFit trainer, and so when I was like, oh wow, journalism or like writing for something like that had to be really hard. It's like a specific kind of writing. Yeah. Because you have if you're like trying to teach someone how to do a deadlift or how to mm -hmm. use a kettlebell without ripping their your shoulder blade out or you uh -huh. know it's easier I would say probably to just video a lot of that but it's got to be extra difficult to sort of write about that um is is that I guess I just just pontificated there for quite a bit but no, is it legit. is it a okay it's like is it a different kind of writing style to try to like physiology yeah. correct and not rip out a tendon or something like that. I mean, is it different than yeah, it, financial writing? Oh, very much so. And you, you say you say that you're coming at this from not from an expert's perspective, but a lot of the terminology you used, yeah, that's stuff we have to like how do you describe to someone in words how to deadlift? It's difficult. It's often easier to show rather than to tell, which is why so much of what we do his parent written and video and static photo and audio content, right? We produce content. We are truly a multimedia brand. And so for us adapting to this situation where we're not necessarily able to say, oh, you know what, let's just film a quick video and, and add some nice graphics to it in, in our studio gym to pair with this deadlift article we have coming out, right? About this one particular cure aspect of the deadlift. That is something we have to adapt to, right? So how do we use archived footage? How do we, you know, we're going to probably start filming some things at home. Like you might see more barbend video content from my backyard. No, it's not going to look like it has the same level of polish as when we film in this professional studio, but it, we're going to have to adapt just like anyone else. So I, I think for us, it's going to be a, a particularly challenging time, but I know they're up for the challenge for our graphics department because they're going to have to kind of create some of these from scratch, maybe do some custom illustrations, things like that. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time to adapt. And you're very much right in that we, while we started off as kind of just a blog four years ago, we've grown into being multimedia since then because you have to show and tell. You have to kind of have everything packaged. It's not enough to just say deadlift better. You have to show people, right? So that's why we see ourselves as a true multimedia company. Yeah, and I would say, um, not that I would know, but it feels like that that is your edge, right? The edge is like we started out with something unique, which is writing about a difficult topic to do well. And then you have all the multimedia. And I love that you said, you know, we're adapting, our team's figuring out how to do it from home. But maybe this is like another 
specialty area then, right? You're gonna have all this home footage. Right, yeah. How to how to get strong and, and do all this without the super cool equipment that the CrossFit guys have or the big, the ropes courses or all of that. So it's, it's an opportunity maybe for you guys to show off your stuff. We've been producing a lot of, and I'm really thankful to our in-house, in-house team and also our out-of-office contributors who are smart, brilliant strength people from around the globe who contribute to our website. And they've really pulled out all the stops in writing a lot of at-home fitness content. We're going to be writing more and probably consolidating it into a central portal in the next few days. But yeah, I mean, you can get fit. You can get strong at home. It, you don't have to have fancy equipment, right? Um, you know, a lot of things could be weights. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and even if you have some equipment, you don't need a ton of equipment to get very, to get strong and to get fit. So um, it's been a really cool exploration of that. And I, I do think that one potential positive to come out of this is going to be a resurgence in at-home fitness. And I think that's going to potentially make fitness more accessible to people in the long run because you don't necessarily need an expensive gym membership. For the price of one month's membership at a gym, you can get a basic set of equipment that could last you for years, quite literally. So um, there is some, there is, there is a, a sunny side of this potentially. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I have a well, I have many questions, but one of my questions would be, um, is, do you feel, or can you show that there's a link to having like a better immune system if you are in more physically fit shape? There is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of promising research that shows that yes, if you are more physically fit, um, you have better adaptive responses, uh, throughout your body could be, uh, recovery from injury, could be, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting research that's come out in the last few years regarding strength training and the immune system. Uh, I, I don't want to, we are not a medical resource. So what I don't want to tell you is that, oh, if you lift weights, it's going to protect you from X, Y, Z disease. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. That's I don't not, want you to get in trouble either. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not, I mean, everybody is different. And I will say that anybody can be susceptible to, uh, to disease. Things, the body, yeah. the body is complicated, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we do believe that strength training and resistance training is, can be a very cool part of a healthy lifestyle. And while 20 years ago, you might have heard just like, oh, you need to run to get healthy. You need to just do aerobic conditioning. What we've seen since is that the medical community and the research community uh, has very much gotten behind the fact that multiple modalities of training, including resistance training, can be very good for longevity and to promote quality of life in the long term. It's not just about, okay, what's going to help you live longer? What's going to help you live better, right? When you're 85 years old, are you going to have the mobility and are you going to have the strength to get up out of a chair by yourself, to carry your groceries, to do basic household tasks, to go up and down stairs? And these are all things that smart strength and resistance training on a regular basis can promote long term. Yeah, so I, I love that that it's super specific because I, I would agree. I've heard a lot about, and, and I'm a different demographic. I'm not CrossFit, right? So um, about yoga and I've heard about, you know, yeah. aerobic and, and there's yeah. a lot of folks on weight loss, but having a very specific niche of about strength and about um, resistance training, do you find yourself, um, is there a very specific demographic that is usually attracted to? your style of fitness? Yeah. Well, when we, what I will say is it's, we do cover 
a pretty broad range, right? So you mentioned things like uh, yoga and running. We have a lot of people who consider themselves yogis, who read barbed content, right? And yoga in its different forms could be considered a type of resistance training. Like hold a, hold a down dog for five minutes and tell me you're not experiencing <laughs> some, some, you know, resistance response there. Gravity works. Yeah. Little shoulder, a little shoulder ache for me. That's what I get on the down. Gra- gravity, gravity works the same for everybody, pretty much. Yeah. Some people, maybe not. Some people can jump real high. No, I'm kidding. Um, but what I will say is I think more people are realizing that not specializing is something that's really good for longevity. Um, now we do have the hardcore people who specialize, who want to be elite powerlifters and crossfitters and weightlifters and, and strongman athletes for 95, I'll call it 95% of people. It's probably more like 99% of people. Moderation is great. You should do some resistance training. You should do some steady state aerobic training. You should do some mobility training, right? Um, a lot of our demographic, we tend more toward people who have a bias toward resistance training, who want to be really as strong as possible. Mm-hmm. which is great. Um, that's kind of where I gravitate to. I really like focusing on my strength. At the same time, I think more and more of our readership is realizing that it's okay to be a little bit more well-rounded. It's okay to, it's okay to go to yoga. In fact, it's probably good. You're probably going to be a better lifter if you go to yoga and work on your mobility in a dedicated fashion, right? And you're actually going to be a better lifter if you work on your aerobic capacity, if you do some light, steady-state cardio occasionally, because actually that helps you recover better from your resistance training. And there's a lot of really cool research to promote that. So I think what we're learning is that the human body responds well, if you're doing a little bit of everything. Now, if you're hyper-specialized at an elite level, you're going to need to be. But even then, we're finding that athletes who are in these strength bias sports, powerlifting, weightlifting, are actually benefiting from doing some more cardio because they're able to better recover from their weight training. It, it, it's kind of cool how uh, the body is this really complex thing and it likes doing a lot of different things, but the important thing is it really likes movement. And so if you keep moving and if you challenge your body over time, that's a lifelong pursuit that's really going to improve quality of life and really contribute to longevity in a lot of cool ways. So what if someone's like not necessarily been extra active, now they've been home a lot, they have this, wonderful opportunity to reignite reignite their health um is is barbend going to be a place where they can kind of find that kickoff where or is it too advanced okay so it's like a good place to go if you're and we are going to be rolling out we're going to be rolling out a new portal about at with at like that features all of our at-home fitness content pretty soon in the coming days or weeks um so it's it's we have a lot of great content like here's a great full body workout you can do with no equipment, just focusing on bodyweight movements. We, I just released a video last week with a, a multi-time CrossFit Games athlete named Meg Reardon. And I was actually, I'm in the video, so you get to critique my form and everything like that if you want. But it's about um, how, to, how to fix your push-up, how to get better at push-ups, right? And that seems something, like something that's so simple. It's something that people might think might not be on bar bend, right? You know, but the push-up is a great basic movement that pretty much anyone can benefit from and can benefit from improving. I don't care if you're an elite power lifter or if you've never really focused on your fitness at all. Mastering the push-up is great, right? And so we produce video and article content about that. Hey, here's some common mistakes to avoid when you're trying to work toward getting those great push-ups. So um, yeah, even if it's just at-home bodyweight movements, and you can get really strong with just bodyweight movements, right? 
really strong. Ask any gymnast. They're some of the strongest people you'll encounter and they're focusing on their own body weight. You can do, you can get some really cool results with just your body weight at home. And we're producing a lot of content around that. That's amazing. So what sparked your passion for fitness or for, you said you're really into being strong. So like what kicked that off? You know, I, having played team sports for a bit in college, I realized that one of my favorite aspects of playing team sports was the, the strength training that you do like around that. It was, it was a supplementary training that I just really enjoyed a lot. And I think it's how a lot of people discover that they really like strength training as they might play football or soccer or baseball or rugby or whatever. And they realize that some of their favorite parts of that are what happens in the weight room. And that was very much the case for me. Yeah. Wonderful. So like basically a side effect of being active in sports, you realized you like the prep. Yeah. Like yeah. the prep. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, um, a little, um, I guess maybe deviating a little bit uh, from that. I heard you, were you surprised being named one of Forbes 30 under 30? I was. Uh, I, I very much was. This was, yeah, it was, it was a year and a half ago I found out I made the list. So I made the list for 2019. We found out in late 2018. Um, I was surprised because I think that you're so used to seeing celebrities on those lists and people who work for like, I made the media list and you're used to seeing people who work for like major media outlets. It's like this person became, you know, the head editor of this vertical at the New York Times when they were 19 years old, but not actually, that might be a yeah. slight exaggeration, but you're still like, ah. Um, and I was 29 when I made the list. So I was my, my last potential year, you know, it was not like this fresh out of college starts a billion dollar startup sort of thing. Um, and I was, I honestly just kind of thought like, oh, barbend's too small, right? What we do is too niche. It's too focused. Um, and I was really thankful to make the list. And I, I think it was honestly, maybe not so much a recognition of what I've done, but maybe a recognition that the kind of content we're covering is important and that people care about it and that targeting a smaller and more dedicated audience is okay and still valid and still impactful. Yeah. Do you think it has, does you think it says anything else about what people are looking for now in media and the thirties under thirties and the forties under forties? Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of the progress and growth you're going to see in, in media, I think over the next few years, it's not going to be starting the next Buzzfeed or the next great mainstream. Like we cover everything outlet. I think it's going to be a lot of the smaller, more focused outlets like Barbed, at least I'm biased when I say that. Like, of course, yeah. I think that's going to be the case because that's what I do. Um, but I, I think it's a bit telling on that end, yeah. And I wonder, like, people want to be talked to directly now, right? They're tired of being yeah. mar marketed to as if they're a herd of cattle. And being able to say, hey, do you like to be stronger? And they're like, yeah. And that's me. That's me. Wait, yeah. 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 And so you feel like you're actually a person that's, being sought, a solution is being given versus uh, something you don't need being sold to you. And I think that's kind of what I'm seeing in the specialty niche, everyone's saying niche or niche or whatever right now. But I think it's more than just that concept in marketing. I think it's more about individuality and yeah. recognizing that people are individual beings that have certain likes and they're not going to, they're not going to respond anymore to the I help everyone do everything all of the time, no matter what, right? Agreed. They want 
something that helps them. So, uh, so if you had an ideal, is there an ideal customer then for Barbet? Like the, like you made it for this guy named yeah. David, right? What's, what's that? I think, I think our, uh, still our kind of bread and butter reader, listener, viewer is someone who sees strength sports and strength training as an important part of their life. I don't think they're necessarily going to be the world record holder because there are so few of those kind of, but someone who sees strength training as, um, as a lifestyle, as like their hobby. It's like, what do you do? Oh, well, I'm a, you know, I work in ad tech and I'm a power lifter, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, that's real. Or, you know, they self-identify as a CrossFitter, as a weightlifter, that self-identifying strength sports athlete or hobbyist is I think still our bread and butter. Yeah, that makes sense. And so if people want to learn more, it's, I mean, clearly it's barben.com, but yeah. um, is there, how do they learn more about what you guys are doing? You know, sure. where do they go? Can you give us a little bit of that info? Well, the best place is obviously barbend.com and we're at barbend, B-A-R-B-E-N-D on both social media outlets. There's also the Barbend podcast. And we're actually, I, I, we're releasing a series of special shorter podcasts this week regarding the impacts of COVID-19 regard, uh, on strength athletes and fitness and sporting organizations, including things like the Olympic Games. We're releasing those special episodes this week. So um, I, I host most of the episodes of the Barbend podcast, and you can find that wherever fine podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this, you can probably find the Barbend podcast. Absolutely. Um, and, and then personally, you can find me on Instagram at David Thomas Tao, and then on Twitter at, at D underscore Tao. It's D underscore T-A-O. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, David. Is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with or any final parting words before we wrap it up today? No, I just say that, hey, there is no better time to get into strength training than when you're stuck at home because you can get a lot out of push-ups and bodyweight squats. I promise you, I think a lot of people can actually come out of this, this current situation fitter than when they went in. So that's a little ray of sunshine, hopefully. Absolutely. Thanks so much, David. You have a great day. Thanks for having me. Bye.